Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. So, you know, one of the first things that I did when I started my music business back in 1990 uh, was... <laughs> did they to, have the internet back then? <laughs> they did have the internet back then, <laughs> barely. And But the first thing that I did was to get my domain URL. And I... Uh, actually found a book in a mute in a bookstore about how to program HTML. And this was, yeah. uh, believe me, there was no other way to really make a website other than to program it yourself. I mean, literally code it with your keyboard. There was yeah. no other way to build it back then. So I learned HTML, taught myself that, and I bought my first domain, which was called uh, ericcopelandmusic.com, still one that I use uh, today. And then my second one, which was called creative.com, which is CRE8IV.com, which still exists today as well um, as a kind of a, uh, my business is under create that name. And so uh, all my things are under there. But anyway, I taught myself that and I built Eric Copeland Music because I wanted to, uh, I don't know, just put my music out there. Maybe uh, I had started producing a little bit and I wanted to find clients and thought, hey, this web thing might be a good way to find clients. And guess what? I was right. Um, so I put up a website. Uh, it had just some stuff on there. There was no, back then there was no like, oh, you've got to have this, this, and this, like we're going to talk about today, what things you need on your website. But back then I just said, I want to put music clips and show people what I'm doing. And I was one of the f first people in the late 90s, mid to late 90s that I knew of that, at least in my area, that was bringing in clients because they found them on my website. And, and uh, people were coming in from all over the United States to Kentucky of all places. I mean, I wasn't even Nashville yet. So people were coming into my studios in, in Lexington area, Lexington, Kentucky area. And by putting all of this stuff up there, it led to a multi-decade, six-figure-a-year career as a music producer and a music company that is still something I am doing all these years later. And so, and, and what's funny is basically nothing has changed. Nothing has changed with websites from then until now. They're still pretty much the same, and the, what they do is pretty much the same. And that should tell you something. When things don't change and you keep using this same thing over and over, it must be something that works. And so now, when I start a business, I get a domain URL. Of course, I go get all the Instagram and Facebook and YouTube URLs and stuff like that. But I also do, when I update, or uh, uh, when I release an album, which I just did this week, we'll talk about that in a minute, mm -hmm. I, the first thing I do is go to my website and change it, and then st socials and stores and stuff. When I submit songs to a library or any industry source, I put my website there so they can go see who I am and, and what I've done, because that gives you a bit of legitimacy, and we'll talk about that. And but plus, I've had my website in the signature line of every email that I've sent for 25 years. That is just what we do in this business, folks. And you've got to have that. Your music website matters. And that's what we want to talk about today on episode 24 of the, uh, sorry, not 24, 64, 64 quite different <laughs> than 24, episode 64 of the Make Music Income podcast, Why Your Music 
website matters. And so if you don't have one, or if you haven't updated it in a while, we're going to talk about that today, why you need to be doing that, what you need on it, what's going to help you in your music career to make music income, how it's helped me and, uh, and Steve. And uh, now, uh, speaking of Steve, a, a man who has a very fine website and a lot to put on it, Mr. Stevie B. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, you're bringing me back to well, when I, in the mid to late 90s, I was in science camp as a kid. And they taught us how <laughs> to sense. program. They taught us how to program HTML. And I was like, well, what is this new, new thing? It was all very exciting back then. Um, and I don't remember when I put put my first web personal website together exactly. I don't think it was until a long time later. I, I guess it would have been for the band um, at some point. But um, yeah, I remember programming programming HTML on those ancient, uh, uh, you know, uh, computers that's uh, in a in a science lab with all the other kids. It was fun. It was interesting. I remember um, we used to go down to the university and and they had punch cards. They literally had punch cards that you would stick in. Back yeah, then. I didn't use them, but I was too young to use them. But we were programming on the mainframes there because that was the only internet that there was was at the at at, at the college at the university. Yeah, the old the old dial up. Um, well, uh, yeah, my week has been busy. We've both been just slammed, I think, lately. And uh, I, I don't know what it is about this this particular time of year. Um, just a lot going on, man. A lot on my plate. But um, a lot of positive stuff happening. Uh, I did a great live stream yesterday. A bit of a technical meltdown near the end. But uh, I kept it under two hours. Uh, <laughs> it was did only you ever figure one- out what was going on with the sound? No, man. Well, so sometimes I don't know. It's weird. Camera? OBS just craps out sometimes. It, if there's a spike in CPU, then OBS, OBS starts acting up. So that's what happened. I loaded up my own session on Logic, and as soon as that happened, it started messing with my sound. Oh. Um, so, other than that, it was a great stream. I got to uh, feature the Academy members' work uh, with you know everyone. Just man, just so much creativity with uh, the labs instruments. Everyone did a fantastic job. Um, and I had fun writing my labs track too. I wasn't super proud of it, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Labs is is cool. There's a lot you can do with it, um, and the and the live stream was proof of that. I mean, it, it, people were submitting music in all different kinds of genres, from orchestral to synthwave to to some hip one hip hop track. Very very cool stuff. I really wanted to experiment with that new electric piano. Uh, I just yeah. didn't get a chance to download it yet. So yeah, I love their uh, their tape orchestra. That's my yeah. all time favorite release from labs very cool um what else new i ordered uh, some apple airpod max like this that the headphones nice. yeah uh so i'm curious about spatial audio like i'm not going to be yeah. able to set up like a full surround sound system in my in my studio here i mean i could if i wanted to spend a lot of money but uh i'm yeah i'm curious about dolby atmos and and mixing and and surround and uh um, i thought that might be kind of a nice way to to get into it. And at least initially I, I tried them out in the store. My wife and I went to the Apple store and I tried them out and I was like, man, the, the noise cancellation technology on those things is yeah. nuts. Now, did you buy the in-ears like, or the no. overheads? No, I can't do those in-ears, man. The, those are brutal. Yeah, I, those uh, overheads are beautiful. Yeah. The, it's the, it's the cans. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. They're, uh, they're really, uh, they're short on stock. So I have to wait till the end of the month. Till they Not come for in, mixing but... really. Right. Or unless you're going to mix. Don't know. Them. 
I don't know. Well, I'll give it a shot. I'll see what mixing is like in them. And, uh, you know, maybe I can, I can switch over from the audio technicas. It just really depends. I, I'm not sure how much control you have over the, the, like the frequency, you know, uh, response in them, you know, but just uh, as an aside, I have found when I use, I, I have some noise canceling, um, headphones by sure. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's sure. No. Um, yeah, sure. And they're really nice and they're great for noise canceling. Um, but they are extremely hard to mix in because it's not, yeah. it's not true. As a matter of fact, I'm considering some open back headphones right. to, to feel like what it feels like in the room, still hear the room noise. I mean, I think I would miss the isolation, but at the same time, it might be more like mixing on speakers, but I have found isolation. I mean, uh, uh noise canceling headphones really lie a little bit and it's hard yeah. to mix in them, but yeah. you know, we'll see if I'm not stoked on them then i'll maybe just return them but for say. atmos mixing that's what you'll have to have probably i guess so yeah for now anyway until i have because we have yeah. an atmos room at the stu at the at the school and yeah. it is pretty magical man yeah no i <laughs> wish i had something that. like that to i wish i had access to, to uh, an atmos oh. room but the problem um, is most people don't and most people the yeah exactly the closest they'll come is the headphones you're talking about it, exactly exactly so that's the best i can do for now um what else is going on? I got uh, I got a placement on on uh, a show called um, Below Deck, which is on the oh, Bravo nice. Network. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, yeah, Excellent. so uh, yeah, on the on their, their current season, I got a placement for one of my dramedy tracks. That's Excellent. cool. Um, working on some yeah, a bunch of folk music. And now, how'd and, you uh, find that out? Was that on TuneSat or what? Uh, the uh, no, the, uh, the the guy the production company I'm working with this uh, gave me the, the heads up on that. Great, cool. Um, and uh, I had to buy the episode to to see the actual use see, of it. That reminds me of something. I <laughs> so I had to, to watch the whole episode. My list. Uh, um, yeah, working on some folk music and, and trip hop material for Artlist, uh, revamping some old course content and, and updating it. That's a ton of work. Um, relaunching my Shopify store for production music tools and uh, yeah, rebranding the whole thing, um, getting a bit of help with that. And uh, yeah, last thing i was going to mention was that i was asked to uh join i got an invitation to join uh a royalty-free library called audio stock which is uh, the premier japanese uh royalty-free library um okay. they don't let like uh non-japanese citizens join but i guess they're reaching out they're trying to branch out a bit um and they got in touch with me and asked me if i want to join us I, I read through the the deals it's pretty standard and they got uh, a big presence in Japan, so we'll we'll see how it goes. I don't know. Cool, <laughs> cool. It's exciting. Nice. What about you? Well, my week has been uh, very uh, grueling. I have uh, been covering. Um, there's been a bit of a change at my school, and we don't have a class at night where I usually teach, and so I have been kind of uh, uh, covering different classes, including some morning classes. And let me tell you, the morning class is completely different, at least in my schedule, than the evening class. You know, the evening class is cool. I like right now, I don't have to be at work until for a couple more hours. And so I've got time all morning to get up leisurely, stare into the abyss and drink my tea and, and just think about creative things and then come in and do lots of creative things before I have to go in to teach. Mm -hmm. But man, I have to be there for this other class at 8.30, which means I have to leave the house at 7.30 and still 
it's like a race against time against the worst traffic you've ever seen driving east directly into the sun it's like god's flashlight is shining into my eyes directly across the dash (laughs) in the worst traffic you can imagine because it's just a parking lot all the way there at, at rush hour in orlando and then coming home it's the same Five o'clock rush hour traffic on the oh. way home, and the sun is in the opposite area, <laughs> and I'm driving west into the into the flashlight. So, yeah. it's and and then I get home, and I'm too tired to do anything else, man. After all that, it's like it's like eleven hours straight from leaving the house to getting home, and so that means, you know, my wife is usually home. There's nothing else to do except watch TV, and I don't feel like doing anything else. Um, and so, yeah. it's a total change career changer you know and so luckily i only have to do this a little bit to help out you know from time to time but uh man i have missed these days i almost forgot what this room looked like i haven't been in here for like a week or more and it's just been dark in here and i haven't had any time to even come in here so yeah uh, that's that's going to change for the next week i got a couple days i got to do that again coming up but most of the time i'm going to be able to be back at my normal schedule which is good because it affects everything especially yeah. anything for the channel um anything for the clients which are waiting tapping their fingers like eric where's that song that you said you're going to do that video where is it uh, i got tons of songs i've been writing i just haven't been able to get in there and finish them uh, videos. I'm going to have to go back to some lives. I'm going to do a live tomorrow, which when you're listening to this podcast, it will be on Friday. Um, but uh, have you been, yeah. if you had to move your mastermind around because of this? Yeah. Yeah. They've had to suffer. I've had to push that back a little bit. There's, it's about over. Both of those are just one or two left, uh, one or two weeks left. But uh, yeah, I've had to push that. And so everything has just been uh, messed up. But uh, hopefully that will be back to normal. That will certainly be back to normal next week. And then uh, I'm going to just tell, like, listen, folks, I can't do that. I can't do that and survive. You know, the whole point of this job was to bring in an extra income, extra music yeah. income, not uh, the only, I can't afford it to be the only music income. Um, I did uh, release an album this week. I put out uh, my newest piano album uh, for Easter. It's it's not necessarily an Easter only album, but there's a lot of Easter hymns on there. It's a kind of a Christian gospel hymns record, but kind of with just uh, my own interpretations of them on piano. And so release that out to DistroKid, HyperFollow, all these tools, and Bandcamp, Spotify Arts. I'm going to talk about it all tomorrow in in the live. So if you want to see how I released my album, my current album, and, and everything I did to try to push it, I mean, I'm not pushing it as hard as other people do, but I, I have some specific things, some ads I'm doing on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So oh yeah, cool. you can go look at that video that I'm going to be live tomorrow talking about that. But uh, another thing I did, and watch how I segue here, was to update my website uh, for, the, um, for, the, for the Quiet Soul Piano brand, which is my brand that I've had since probably late 2000s when I decided to put a piano brand together that was not my name, but actually another name. And so I came up with this uh, brand called Quiet Soul Piano. And I've released five or six records through the years on there and singles from time to time. Released another album at Christmas called uh, An Uncommon Christmas that I put out. And so uh, got plans for more albums. And that's just one of my brands. But I had to, in order to like get things going, I had to update my website. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And the website is hugely important because it is the place that is what I call the home base. The home base where everything is no matter what. In other words, uh, the internet would have to go down in, in, around the world for this not to be up. If the internet goes r- uh, off around the world, we have bigger problems than our music brands. But, um, but this is the home base. The website is your home base. It's the place where people come to always. Your your Facebook might change. Your YouTube channel might be going or not going. Your Instagram, you may be on a tear with it, or you may never do Instagram or never do Facebook or never do any of these things. But hopefully, your website is the home base people can always come to. And the beautiful thing about your home base that's better than YouTube, that's better than any of these things is the fact that uh, you own it. You don't mm-hmm. own, uh, you're renting property on Facebook. You're renting property on Instagram. They could decide to go offline tomorrow or change their thing like MySpace did and, and go crazy and do something different, but you mm-hmm. own your own website. And so I mm-hmm. think that's one of the bigger reasons uh, having your owning your own home is everyone's goal, right? Because you own it. It's different than renting. Uh, I don't know. That's that's my first thought on this. What do you think? hundred percent. You can own your own home for as little as thirty dollars a month for for the on the internet. <laughs> on the internet. Well, that's actually not even that's not even little. Um, it's kind of expensive for Squarespace. We'll yeah. get into that later. But but yeah. man, you're absolutely right. I mean, like I I think of the the my personal website at least as being my my digital um, business card. You know, it's um, and and what you said at the at the beginning of this podcast with having your website embedded in the signature of your email is also just so important. I actually didn't start doing that until maybe three, four years ago before I really started, you know, kind of hustling, putting myself out there, trying to make connections a bit more. And I was like, duh, I should have been doing that all along. Um, But my website, I could see it on the back end. The analytics show me that I get regular traffic to it all the time because everybody that I converse with over email um, if they're if they're hearing from me for the first time, for example, they'll usually click on that website and they'll go check me out. And um, a website is a way of legitimizing, you know, your your presence. You know, it's a, it's an extra way of. Um, I mean, it's if there's so much you could do with it. There's so much you could and do if it's. I, if I don't think. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it, I was just going to say if it's if you're also like trying to market stuff, like uh, you know, I have to, I have a couple websites, and so do you. I mean, I have one for that I, where I sell digital products, and I'm able to, um, you know, tr- uh, to uh, use like a Facebook pixel to 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 retarget these people if uh, and with with ads if I want to. So I mean, those things are important too. Um, the traffic that goes through a website can be uh, can be used to your advantage uh, as well. But um, it's, it's I think it's, something you just said, legitimacy. That this yes. to me, when people ask me why should I have a website, why in the world do I need a website? I, I'm on YouTube, and and one reason is you own it. But the other reason is when you have a website, it's it's a like you said, it's a business card, but it's bigger than a business card. It's a permanent place that people can come and find your your music, your services, your releases, your information about you, and most importantly, the way to contact you. It's a, I mean, what business would you work with that didn't have a website? I mean, if you were going to, um, you know, uh, rent, a, let's say you wanted to own a home, you'd go to a mortgage company's website and you'd read about them. Any artist or any service you use, you go to their website. If they don't have a website, there's something sketchy going on. 
and beyond. Uh, <laughs> the, who point. are who is this company that doesn't have a website? <laughs> yeah, they've got a, a Facebook page, but they don't have a website. That's a little weird. And so I think this is one of the biggest legit. I didn't even spell legitimacy right. I'm not even legitimately legitimacy spelling. I didn't even I didn't even notice it until I you pointed either. it out. <laughs> but you know, this is. I just think it's the biggest. Um, the biggest thing that has to do with um, with making your own website. You've just got to be uh, legit, and having a website lets people see that and find out more about you and go, okay, this website has been here. It's got a lot of information on it. It's got all this stuff on it. This is somebody I should, I should work with. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, the way of being like, as if you're reaching out, say you're trying to, to work with somebody or like you're, you're reaching out to a library, for example, mm-hmm. um, you can't write these big, long emails being like, I've done this and I've done that. I mean, it's just like the whole idea is like write a short little email, just be, Hey, I'm Steve. Love what you're doing. I'd love to work with you. Make it short and sweet. But then you have that website where they can go check out your work and they can immediately see, hopefully if you set it up right, and we'll talk more about that, but you can immediately see that you have, uh, that, you know, you are the real deal because you have this work, you know, that you posted on your website or, uh, your bio, whatever they could read more about you if they want. And that's what a website is there for. Yeah. I get questions all the time. I got one today, just today. I got a question that said, should I, um, if I'm going to apply to a library, will I need to have a website? And I said, well, you don't have to, but it's don't not to. going to hurt. It's, it's probably, it's going to help, especially if it's someplace like motion array, especially if it's Artlist. I doubt they're going to put anybody on Artlist that doesn't have a website already. Would yeah, I would. I, I think that if the, your music is spectacular and you have like a presence on Spotify, that's probably I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't yeah. quote me on this, but like I would imagine if I'm a reviewer, I'm like, hey, this this person's writing great music. They don't have a website. That's kind of weird. They probably have an Instagram that's that's kicking. Yeah, if they have that yeah. much Spotify stuff going on. So something like that. I mean, if they didn't have a website, I don't think it would be like a deal breaker if the music was great. But but for sure, I would imagine that they checked out my website when I applied. Yeah, but sure. I don't think that an Instagram is a replacement for a website. Well, you know? not really. I mean, you can't really showcase your work properly on Instagram. I mean, you could. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you can with reels and stuff like that. But I just feel like it's it's less. Um, it's not formatted to to do what a website's meant to to do, which is yeah. you know, well, kind of put your that. put your best work in a in a singular space. That's easy to access. You know, that's that's not what Instagram is really about. So it's, you're right. Let's jump right into that because one of the problems with Instagram is you get one link. So you've got to, if people click on that link, which probably most people don't, just like your Spotify or any other place that you have links out, especially TikTok or Instagram or or YouTube. Yeah, you can have links going out of there, but how many people are going to click out of there? They're not there to click on on links. They're there to watch videos or to listen to music or to read updates or whatever. They're not there to click around the internet and find websites. So this is why your website is so important. And I think there's a few things your music website must have before uh, and, and some of these things you don't have to have, but some of them you absolutely do have to have, depending on what you're going to be uh, and what you're going to do. So the first one is your homepage. And, and these days, a lot of sites are just a homepage with a big scrolling, a big scrolling homepage. That's become kind of popular now, especially since phones, everyone is just scrolling and it's easier for them to see what they need without having to do any kind of menu. But I think the homepage 
is, uh, is certainly the first thing that people are going to see, and you need to make sure that that grabs people somehow. So, You know, um, speaking of homepage, and I, I tell this to pretty much everybody who uh, is, you know, asked for my, my thoughts on, on setting up a homepage proper, um, you, I, I really do think that you need a picture of yourself. That should be your like your first thing. It should be a banner with a picture of you. Why? Because it's an emotional connection. People need to see who you are to in order to connect with you. That there's something that happens psychologically in the brain. It's like it's like the same psychology that applies to like YouTube thumbnails. That's why you you know that you need to put your face in there. People need to have face in those things. Yeah, it's just something that that needs to be there. And I mean, if obviously with if you're applying for, uh, you know, art list, they're going to want to see what you look like to see what kind of branding you, you, you're, you're uh, you know, the way you're portraying yourself as an artist, th those kinds of things are important. But, um, even if I was applying to, um, yeah, a sync, a, a production TV library, whatever, anywhere, really, I just think in a, like a, like some kind of visual representation of yourself is really, really important. And some people don't feel comfortable about that, but I would really encourage people to, to just embrace, um, embrace that and, and, you know, get a professional picture of yourself done, uh, working at your studio outside. It doesn't really matter. I just think something to represent yourself visually is really, really important. There's a secondary thing you can do there. And I, since I have a lot of brands that do mention me eventually in them, but like my positive spin songs brand, which is just focused on sync licensing only the first thing I put there, actually the first thing, well, the first thing I put there right now is the different musics that I have actually a, a logo, to, but it, it's a, it's kind of like a replacement for my name. It's a, a, it's a very, it's a logo and it says what it is, you know, music for TV and film and blah, blah, blah. And then immediately it has the kinds of music, the, the albums that I've done that they can listen to. Now that's getting ready to be replaced. And we'll talk about what that's, what's going to replace that, but it's still not going to be me, but it is going to be something just as important. So there are things on the homepage that could be more important if you're a brand, like on my publishing site, there's not a picture of me. There's a picture of my publishing logo and then songs right away. Right. Um, on my uh, piano brand site, there's not a picture of me right away. It's the, it's a, it's the piano brand or the newest album first and and pianos you know there's piano everywhere because it's it's a place where people come for piano music so yeah but yeah, yeah. other than that unless you're trying to sell a certain brand that does a certain thing a widget or or something but even on my make music income site the first picture you see is me and so because i'm a i'm a i'm a face brand thanks a lot steve um <laughs> I, I didn't plan to be but i i i turned into one and uh so yeah i, I don't argue with that and then probably the next part of a website. And, and we're going to talk about pages of a website here or sections of a website, but these could be just sections of one long page, depending on how you design your website. Is mm -hmm. your website a, a scroller or is it menu driven? Yeah. Right well, now? well, there's, there's a couple different pages you can click to, uh, but the, the, the main page is a scroll page and it's the only one that matters uh, yeah. because it has all of my, my reels, all my work uh, that I've done for video, um, posted on that main page you just scroll down it's my it's my picture and below is all my work it's that simple um i really really don't think it's a good idea to have people have to click to see uh your your real your work your listen to your music or anything it should be on the home page itself yeah. Yeah. 
I think all mine are different, but you know, one of the first things that I think I always do for any artist's website is to design some kind of information about that artist. Now, again, it dep- we're going to talk about different kinds of music websites here. If you're trying to make music income as an artist, maybe your bio or your releases are the first thing you want to talk about. If you're trying to make music income as a player or as a singer or as a, a, a composer, you probably want to talk about that stuff and have your compositions up there and all that kind of stuff first. It just depends. Or a video. Maybe you've got a music video and you want to put that the very first thing so they click on that video and they stay right there in the page and play YouTube or something like that. But I think, uh, and we'll get to all those things because I want to talk about those, but the bio is the first thing I do. And and the bio does not have to be super long. It doesn't have to be super crazy. So maybe three paragraphs about you that's current, nothing that... You know, in 1984, I was in this and then, you know, people want to see what is going on, who you are. They don't have much time to read, so make it quick. Yeah, yeah. totally. People don't have time to read your life story, nor yeah. they have any interest in doing so. Uh, it really does have to be condensed. My, my bio on my website is probably too long. I should probably yeah. chop it off a bit. But uh, I try to put all the relevant information, stuff that's exciting, you know. But yeah, sure. Needs an update. <laughs> And then the second thing we're just we'll just call portfolio for now, but um, I don't know what else you'd call this demo reel, whatever you want to call this. But yeah. this is where most of you listening likely are are composers and makers of music, maybe trying to get in licensing or putting your own music out. Maybe you're an artist or an artist composer. Your music needs to be front and center. They're coming to a music site to either buy the music or they're a company that wants to use the music or or something. I mean, there, music is front and center as far as how you're going to get paid. If you're a services company where you produce people, well, your reel better be first and it better be kicking because that's how I got work. As a matter of fact, if you're wondering what to put on your portfolio as you start, um, think about um, just what you've already done you know, use, I used my own personal music at first because I didn't, that was what I was spending the most time on. And that was what sounded the best at the time. I hadn't been in the studio recording a lot of artists yet. Mm-hmm. And so I spent the most time working on my own portfolio of my music. And then when I started to get, you know, customers because of that website, then I would start to put their stuff on there, especially the higher end stuff. Be careful that you're not just putting the stuff that you like on your portfolio, but the stuff that, you have spent that probably has the biggest budget that sounds the best the quality is the highest and that you think people across the board would like that other people have said this is great this sounds really good rather than the stuff that you just love uh, you got totally be man that. that's that's actually a really good point um because some of the stuff that i love the most is not the most relevant to uh to like getting clients like for example um you know i have my my uh, remix for google um, I, I, one of the, it's probably one of the top three, uh, videos that are posted on my, on my homepage. It's not my, it's not my proudest work or anything, but it's Google. It's like a yeah. huge brand. Um, there's another video there that's like, you know, has some Patagonia stuff. I wrote a lot of things for Patagonia. I, I was, I was proud of and other stuff that, you know, I'm like, Ugh, I look back and I was like, it doesn't sound great, but the Patagonia brand is right there and that's big and it legitimizes you. Uh, people see that and they're just like, oh, well, you know, Patagonia and Google hired him. Then he's he's a professional you know it's like uh and before i had those and because a lot of people listening are like well i don't have uh you know any kind of professional work to to post up on my website um just if if you're listening and, and that's the case i should also point out that i you know long before i had any 
these these videos with any kind of you know big brand names or anything like that to post on my website. I just used stock video and and I and I synced my own music to it and I made my own reels and that was enough. Yeah. You know, you, you well, got to use and, what you got. And be careful. Eventually, I just took anything of mine off that site, and it only became about the clients. Because remember, no one really is there because of to because they're your fan. They're there for what you can do for them. Now, unless it's a, a absolutely an artist site where you're just hey, you know, come here and listen to my newest songs, and people who are huge fans, and they're only there because they're fans. That might be a different type of deal. In that case, probably the first thing you're going to put is your your newest releases, your newest mm-hmm. albums, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that this channel and this podcast gets a lot of artists, people who actually make their own artist music, like I have. And, uh, you know, there's a place for that, but I put those on my brands, not necessarily all the time on my work sites. Uh, but your portfolio should have what you're doing for other people, because that's, if you're trying to make money with clients, with libraries, all that kind of stuff, the most important thing that you can show them is what you can do for them, because that's what they're there for. And that's what, that's the decision they're going to make to pay you is because of what's on your portfolio. So it better be, that's the, you know, it's more important than bio. <clears throat> I should move it up. It's way more important than bio. It should be on your homepage. Should, like you said, should be the, probably the first thing. Uh, yeah, no, a picture I, of you. I, you have to click to read to read my bio. Yeah. You don't have to click to read to to see any of my work, but you have to like the the bio is secondary to portfolio. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then. Like I said, on your site, you can also have releases if you have your own music releases. And a lot of these things are going to depend on what kind of music income site you're doing. If you're doing an artist site, well, then you're going to have your newest release up there, most likely. If you're doing any other kind of site, you're going to have your portfolio. And then the next thing that you're really going to want to push is what you're trying to offer people as services that you do. Now, maybe that's just being a composer for television and film. Maybe that's just being a composer for um, YouTubers and corporate companies or or commercial work of of some kind. But whatever that is, the services have to be front and center. They have to be able to find out what you can do for them. Now, this this doesn't need to be like the very first thing necessarily. It could be you know, a, a line item they click on to see, okay, let's see what they do. Or, or maybe you talk about them on my website. Let's see if I can show you um, this screen here. On the Make Music Income site, um, you see that? Yeah. Yep. There it is. The very first thing I'm pushing right now is this new ebook because I just put that out. And so yeah. that's the very first thing I want people to know about. And then the other ebook that's updated, I want people to know about that. And then the the, 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 the YouTube latest site. podcast. Yeah. This is actually my latest thing on my site. So oh, I see. Yeah, it's yeah. just whatever the latest one is. And the latest one on my site is is our last podcast. Right. But you know, then I, I highlight the services that I really want people to know about. And, and and then a quote here, and then how to get in touch, which is the biggest thing. We'll talk about that in a minute. But that's what I do with you know with my site and trying to um, trying to uh, make sure the things that are most important for me are the things that are there. And so I think you don't necessarily have to spell out your services on the front page, but you do need a way for people to go in and see what they can what what they can get from you and how you know. So maybe like yeah. bio, it's a clickable thing. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm remembering, like just looking at Dan Barracuda's site uh, from. You want me to call it up? Yeah, sure. Because like he, uh, I think he had a web, like a bio first. Like it was more like here's Dan and and 
this is what he's all about. And then it had his services below that, I think. But it was like, you know, you didn't have to click off of it. You, it was just like it was a scroll down, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, but DanBarracuda.com. Okay. Check that out. Yeah, because and that makes sense because Dan is probably pushing himself, and a lot of you are, uh, as an artist first. And I think that's really – and because he's an artist, he's also getting his stuff in Spotify, which is where he's making most of his money, and or libraries. He's really pushing those things. Yeah, so, it's tricky It's tricky when you're doing a lot of things, you know? Like you have the artist thing you go on. You have, you're also a music producer. You're also doing production music. And, and then you are kind of faced with the decision of what – you know, do you pack all those things into one website or do you, uh, do you create – uh, different websites for, for different services. And, uh, that can be expensive. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it is. And so yeah. if you, if you look at Dan's site here, you'll see that he has a picture of him and this is just what, uh, this is a band camp, um, yeah. you know, a module that you can just embed. And, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's, it's beautiful and simple. And he's just got the the links up here. He's got stuff to listen to right away and a picture of him playing. Yes. And you've got more picture of him producing, lots of pictures, more a mixing and mastering portfolio, testimonials, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, all his albums and stuff like that. It just, it all makes sense. Uh, session guitar work stuff. I mean, this he's is got a perfect a, He's got his uh, Instagram embedded and YouTube embedded in the, on the, all on the front page. Everything's there. Yeah. It's all packed in. Yeah. Now, at the same time, you still have these things at the top. You can still yeah. go to go to these. And so, yeah, very nice, very nice site. Good logo and everything up there. Yeah, so, it's pretty slick. Cool. That Dan, he is very cool. He's a cool guy. And if you want to see more about Dan Barracuda or listen to more, we talked about him last week and talked to him last week. Episode 63, yeah, check it out. We, we, we talked to him in front of his back. Um, okay, so uh, we've talked about portfolio, we've talked about services, we've talked about releases. Um, the other thing that I'm gonna be putting at the beginning of my site now, now that I've gotten enough of them that I can go find pictures of where, they're, where they are, is placements. You know, yeah. on my uh, Positive Spin Song site, I'm going to be putting all the networks and shows even though they're in Germany or uh, on Univision or wherever, I'm putting those suckers down. Uh, I, I've got also some some YouTube things that have that have been played that have some brands involved. So I'm going to put all those brands up Dude, front it's on on that site. Legitimizing you. That's that's what those those that's all about. If you go to like Jesse uh, from, from Sync My Music's, you know, um, I remember just looking at his landing page for uh, for the the Sync My Music uh, community. Um, he's got like a ridiculous amount of brands, you know, and when you see that something in your brain is just immediately, it's like social proof. It's like, okay, this guy's the real deal. He's got all these placements on Fox. He's got CNN or whatever, yeah. like all of the major networks are below. And it's like, you know, he's not messing you're gonna, around. You're going to have to do the same thing. I mean, that below deck show and their logo is very well known. Yeah. And so, and the, and then you've got Bravo network. And so that's two logos right there. You can put on the front of your, uh, whatever you're using for your sync and stuff like that. And so I'm going to be doing that because all the libraries do that. The first thing you see on most libraries exactly. is all the exactly. placements and, and the networks that they work with. So I think mm -hmm. if you are a person who is doing licensing of any kind and you've got some of these placements to, to, to talk about, 
put them on your site. And maybe that's something you want to bark about at the very first. I know I do on that particular site. It's more important even than them hearing my music is seeing where my music's being used because the people going to that, that uh, TV and licensing site are only looking for to, to see if I'm legitimate and if I've gotten placements and if yeah. I, you know, then they'll want to listen to my music. And then hopefully just like my business 25 years ago with, uh, with the music stuff I was doing in the late nineties, same thing. I put out what I was doing and it was quality enough that people decided to get in touch and start to work with me. So yeah, uh, right. this is what this is all about. We're trying to make music income, uh, as well as uh, to, to go along with our, our the music that we're making. Yeah, and if and if you're like a royalty, f if you're on the you know Motion Ray or our list or uh, even Audio Jungle Pond Five, um, make sure to check out TuneSat and see where yeah. your things are being placed because yeah. you know you could have a you could have a placement on on Fox News or something. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even know. I mean that was the case for me. I was like, oh, I had a a, a, a placement on Fox. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Total surprise. I just did a video about where you can find your video uses. And one of the biggest reasons you want to do that, and Content ID is another one, where you can yes. see there's even credible websites and YouTube channels that your stuff might be used on that you can yeah. use in your placement section. Exactly. And so that's what I talked about in that video because I'm, you know, when you find out where stuff is being played through, your BMI report is another one where you could find out, or your PRO uh, report is mm -hmm. another place where you can find out uh, where your stuff is being played around the world. Then you can go look that up online and find out, uh, you know, get a logo and put that on your placements uh, part of your site. So I think this is a big one, especially for a lot of you who are into licensing or want to be into licensing. As you're developing a website, certainly something you want to have on there. Totally. And then uh, like we saw on Dan's and I've had, I have them on mine, you know, testimonials, um, I, on my uh, other, on my older site, uh, where it was a business that went on for decades, I had a fact, uh, a frequently asked questions page where I could just answer all the questions that people would email me about, and I could just answer them. You know, will you get me signed? Uh, you know, all that stuff. Do you have the ability to make videos? I mean, what will we do? What if I? What do I do if I don't? write music, all that kind of stuff was mm -hmm. on the uh, frequently asked questions. And so, cause I was always answering those things. Uh, links, these are pretty much something you'll have automatically just uh, links out to YouTube and Instagram and all those places. And so all of these things you should have yeah. Uh, yeah. pretty much when you're, uh, and they, they don't have to be, you don't have to put big logos up. They have little links that you can put on. Oh, totally. Sites. Like that's the nice thing about the Squarespace uh, site that I have for my own uh, website is like they have, you can embed these nice little links. They tuck them up into the right corner of the, of the, of the screen. And it's, it's easy. And then uh, I didn't mean to skip over this. I kind of did, but the most important thing you could put on your website, especially on your front page at the bottom, also in a menu item at the top or on your menu is your, the way for people to contact you, the way they can call you, the way they can email you, the way, and then you go ahead and put your social links on there as well. Any way they can go in there and DM you, whichever way they like to contact you. Um, yeah. Make sure people can get in touch with you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no good at people coming to say, I really want to work with this guy. Mm, no way to contact him. Oh, well. What, one, thing I, one, <laughs> one thing I I just thought of that we should just chat about briefly is that I think that like maybe this the, the other most valuable thing that you can have uh, as an artist or as a producer, or whatever you want to call yourself, a composer, um, is an email list uh, because you own that as well. And yeah. it's super easy to get one started. You could create a little pop-up. Most websites have that 
um, that, you know, you can create a little pop-up where it's like, Hey, join my email list and, and get like uh, a free, whatever, free video of my home, uh, studio tour or like a free PDF or whatever, you know what I mean? Like some kind of lead magnet, something, some kind of exchange of value, um, to build, a, uh, to build a website list. And you could start off with, uh, with, um, uh, MailChimp, which is, which is free, I think to start, and you can get up to a thousand people or something like that for free. Um, and if it grows beyond that, then you can, there's lots of other services that you could use. You could, you could, uh, uh, you can migrate your, your, your mailing list to another place if you want to, but regardless, that should be something you do when you set up your website. I think it's really important. And it certainly could be in your contact page. Um, yes, exactly. But yeah, you should start building that today because let's say you are a um, you're a, a wanting to get into sync licensing and you want to start a, a mailing list of all the people you start to contact about your music, and you could they may say no today. But that no may be a yes tomorrow when you email that list and say, hey, I just put out this new album of dramedy cues. And, and, and you send that out to everybody. Now, everybody could, and you put new drama cues on the, on the thing. Well, a lot of people will just say, no, thanks, I don't need it. But that person who said no six months ago might say yes because they need dramedy today. Totally. And so I know a lot of people who do sync licensing and just do that. They don't even try to get in libraries. They just yeah. They just have contacts with supervisors and stuff. Big email lists with with supervisors. Yeah, we did the same thing when I worked for a label. That was the, the 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 thing too. We had a big email list of supervisors, and we once a week we'd we'd give them the rundown of everything, all the new artists' music and everything, and uh, that it worked. Yeah, certainly. Uh, and and you know, at some point, we need to have someone on here like um, like what's her name. Um, like Tam uh, Tam Tamara. Tamara Bubble, and uh, or someone like that who operates from that direction. We, we yeah. talk to a lot of people who operate in the library direction, but there are lots of people who just work the sync agent or just are sync agents, basically, where they are just trying to make a not just one one, not just trying to find a music supervisor who needs a dramedy piece this week, but trying to find a you know five hundred or a thousand music supervisors who one out of those thousand might need a dramedy piece this week. Right. And I think you have to attack it in in big crowd of people. You can't just try to get on one show with one music supervisor. That's a that's a fool's errand. But I think this way, if you could build your own email list. Uh, and you could have that email list on your contact page and on your front scrolling page too. And usually the contact page anymore, when I do a scrolling front page where it has a bunch of sections at the, at the, that you just scroll through, the contact is usually the bottom one, always. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. in case people don't go past the scrolling page, they'll find a way to contact me. So. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. So now let's talk about something that a lot of us are not good at. And uh, I am included in this, and uh, I'm sure there have been times when you haven't updated yours. But man, we need to be updating our websites, folks. And if, you, if you've listened to all this, say, yeah, I've got all that. Haven't updated it in about a year or two or three or ever. And uh, I have artists that I produced 20 years ago that still haven't updated their website that I made for them. <laughs> you know, they just made it and they just left it up there. It's just their picture and a way to buy their CD and a way to contact them. And then they shall never the two shall meet again. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and I, I can't, I can't make them update their website, but I can make myself update my website. And I think it's important and for a couple of big reasons. Number one, you've got to update your portfolio. We are making better music every day. And I could yeah. go to 
t- 10 of my own sites right now and update that with stuff that I've done in the past six to eight months to a year that I should be updating that right now, uh, including my TV and licensing site. There's new albums that I've done I haven't put up there. There's no. so much work to be done. I, I don't even like thinking about <laughs> updating my stuff because I'm in the middle of it right now. I'm trying to update production music tools, but I also need to update my personal site. Like it doesn't even, I don't think I even have a mention of the Production Music Academy on my own personal <laughs> website. It's so bad. But I mean, my I think I've updated the portfolio aspect of it anyway. So that, that there's some pretty recent work um, showcased on the homepage, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, man, it's... it's I'm not going to be like, you got to update your website because I'm not particularly great <laughs> but at it. But we also have multiple sites to update. You you might listen going to on. this, only have one, and you need to be on that. If you only have one, then I'm going to put more pressure on you to go in and update your website with new portfolio. If, you, if you're listening to this podcast, likely even, you have a lot of stuff that you are developing weekly. I know many of you are a 52 cues kind of person where you're trying to create a new cue every week, like our friend Dave Croft. And, you know, you're trying to make new new songs and have them out and create new stuff for Motion Array on a weekly basis or a monthly basis or whatever library you're trying to feed. We're all just trying to create new content. And we don't always put that new content up on our site for the Motion Arrays to see or the art list to see if we're going to apply to them. Uh, or for music supervisors to see, or for clients to see, or whoever you're trying to make music income with. So super mm-hmm. important, I think. Yep. Uh, next thing is new picks, new information. Um, I, I could have put new redo your bio because our bios change on a six month to a year basis, and yes. sometimes people go in and, and if you look at your bio, it says. Eric Copeland is a full-time music producer in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, that's uh, only a little true because I don't live there anymore and I'm not doing full-time music production anymore as much as educating and and licensing and stuff. So, you know, need to change that and and need to put new picks on, you know. Um, I have to, I should be updating the Make Music in- Now, a lot of the ways that I update Make Music Income site is because like you saw that newest video, that's a, 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 a piece of code that comes over from YouTube. So it shows the newest YouTube video. Yeah, you don't have to actually manually update it. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime you could do that. Another thing I didn't talk about that also could be this way is if you have a blog, um, you know, if you're going to put a blog on your website, let me just tell you this. Don't put one on unless you're going to update it. Because nobody wants <laughs> the one of the worst things that could happen is if you go to somebody's website, and you see their blog, and it's from 2017, you know, and they haven't updated their blog. They were updating it every week, and then suddenly there's nothing for five years. You might want to update your blog or take it off. Just get rid of the blog. Just get rid of the blog. Get rid of it, unless it becomes a tool for you to uh, to build your email list with and to mm-hmm. build your following and to talk to your fans and show them the newest thing. To some extent, Steve and I have blogs with our YouTube channel. There are, they're basically our blogs or our, um, our podcast is basically a, an audio. Blog. Yeah. Blogs are, are, are certainly less relevant than they used to be. Um, I don't know if they help with much other than like SEO for your website uh, these days, but I, I could be, I could be wrong about that. I don't know. Well, a lot but, of people who do podcasts, uh, use a blog as the way to shout out the newest podcast. Right. So, uh, right. I, I, I think on my site somewhere there, if you go to the podcast page, it has the, the podcast, uh, YouTube 
um, like description. Playlist. Well, yeah, it has the list. playlist on there. So it kind of automatically updates just because it's got the newest one currently up there. Same with my video page on my site. It shows the newest video of my channel. So there's always new information. That's kind of like a blog, but it's really not. Like Steve talked about, blogs a little bit more where you can write. And uh, the people like Graham Cochran and people who do blogs write, do them and put the newest video thing in there and then talk about the, they just repurpose the information from the description in the blog. Yeah. And, and then, then they yeah, have he, the link he, to the site. Yeah. He probably has like a script that he writes like a, like a blurb, you know, and then, and then, and then when he does his podcast, he just, he just ex expands on that idea. Um, I do. You know I write I mean? this, yeah, I, exactly. I write the, like this intro that I put on here, I'll put that on every video and anything that yeah. has to do the mailing that I'll send out about this. Right. I'll put that same information out there. I could put that same information on a blog and I have it on my to-do list just to make a blog and do that. But it's hard, another man. thing to do. <laughs> it's another um, thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So uh, the other thing you could put on there is new products. You know, that's one reason why I went and upgraded, uh, updated my Quiet Soul Piano um, brand this week on the website to show that I had a new album out and put that new album out and send them over to Bandcamp, which is this one, which is really, I think, the best store page you can have these days if you're an artist. If you don't want to program your site. Now, I know some sites like Banzoogle, and I don't know if Squarespace does this, they allow you to put releases up pretty easy if you're a music artist and they have tools for that. But other places don't, and we'll quickly talk about some of those website building places. But I think it's important. And new products could be also things that you release, like I'm releasing this ebook, or we have courses or things like that. And you know how you you deal with um, you use Mighty Networks to put up your new products and stuff, right? Yeah, I host my courses on Mighty Networks. Um, I'm in and, and I have Shopify uh, to host my, uh, my my MIDI packs and stuff. I'm about to embed my uh, my courses, my Teachable courses, onto my Shopify page as well. So in the middle of uh, connecting the dots there. Is Teachable what you use inside of Mighty Networks? No, they... no. Mighty Networks is, allows you to host the co the courses just on their platform um alone uh but not everybody that takes the courses wants is interested in the join. community aspect so okay. so i'm giving them basically the option to consume the course without being in the uh, in the academy so you put the courses on both mighty networks and on teachable yes unfortunately <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a bit annoying but uh i started with teachable and you know i want to uh honor the people that are only interested in the courses there there is those people uh, and then there's other people who uh you know are much more interested in in the um in, in the community aspect of, of it too so there's different there's different options for different types of, of people and different interests but uh it's annoying it's annoying to have them on two different platforms i wish it could all just be one <laughs> well but we all deal with that if you're releasing music products you have to put it on Bandcamp. you have to put out you know the links to uh on mine i make direct links out to spotify and apple and amazon and Bandcamp, and so there's just uh, there's a lot of work to do on these so sites to get people to go to the right places. If you have new services that you're offering, you want to put those in uh, your site, and these things need to be updated because I've got services that I don't even offer anymore on some of my older sites, and I need to go in and just take those out because I don't want to do them. Every once in a while, somebody will come in and say, "Hey, do you do this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, 
<laughs> I don't want to do it. And so, but because I have, I've been so lazy to go into my site and update that service and, and just take it. <laughs> well, out. So you're not lazy. You're just you're just got a lot of things going on. I know how it is, man. <laughs> I, you are no, you are not a lazy person by any stretch of the imagination. You can only do so much as yeah, one person. That's true. Um, and then. Uh, you know, you can update your contact info. And I think this is important because we, we change email addresses all the time. We change sometimes phone numbers when we get new phones and things like that. And so yeah. you want to make sure that all the links in your site are updated and, and make sure you change those. So yeah, uh, hopefully this is this has prodded you to go and make some changes to your website. I know it's prodding me. And, uh, <laughs> I've, I, I've, I've been prodded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, last thing we want to talk about here is just some places to build a website. If you've been listening to all this and say, yeah, 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 I know I need to do all this. And now I want to. You've made me. I've listened all this way. I've been you know, driving along, listening to you guys babble about all this. I want to do this. How do I do it? How do I build a website? I'm, I give in. Well, um, there's a few places to use. And uh, I'll just tell you mine. I use WordPress. And you know what? I use WordPress.com, which is is the online version of WordPress. It's not the deep, never-ending well of what you could do with WordPress, which is the uh, the, the WordPress.org, where you can like get a. But with WordPress.org, you got to get a, a server and you got to host it yeah, can, and all that kind of stuff. And I you got to do all the legwork. Yeah. Plus, let me just tell you, if you're thinking about hosting your own website and getting on a server and all this stuff, there is a big, big problem sometimes with getting hacked. And I I had that, I switched over all my sites about five years ago, two or six years ago to a hosted server. And it was cool, I could do all sorts of things. I could, I had every option in the world available to me until all my sites got hacked, all of them. And hmm. I had to like completely change heaven and earth to, to get security on it. Then I had to pay for security. And so I just went back to WordPress.com, which was, I know WordPress, not everybody's a fan and you don't have to be, but that's what I use, WordPress.com. Uh, this is not sponsored, by the way. And then, uh, Steve, you can talk about what you use. Yeah, I use Squarespace just because I, I thought that, you know, that the themes were the slickest. Um, it's, it's very, very easy to build your site, um, but it's not, as, it's not as cheap as WordPress. It's expensive. Um, and I, I was willing to pay the, the money just to, you know, put something together that looked pretty good in, in, a, in the smallest time as possible. And then that's what Squarespace is to me. It's, it's an easy builder. The themes are nice. Um, the, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it integrates with, with other third party apps that are important. And, um, I didn't need a lot for, to, for, you know, to a nice, um, I probably could have gotten away with the WordPress site and, and, you know, but, uh, yeah, like you said, the, uh, the um, the idea of having to go th th you know to to learn how to to download the third party apps in order of, or the security aspect of it too it just kind of like rubs me the wrong way so Squarespace is just kind of like you know set it and forget it yeah yeah and and if you are a nerd uh, I'm not downplaying you know getting WordPress on a server and that kind of stuff and you may want that level of of um, and you can do it pretty easily through someplace like GoDaddy. So you may want that level of complexity and options. You just may not want to be limited by what you can do. And mm -hmm. if that's the kind of person you are, I would recommend probably GoDaddy and their server hosting. They kind of do it all for you and, and even 
uh, and put it all together and offer you all the things at once. But right. uh, the other place, obviously, is Wix. A lot of people use Wix. We teach Wix at our school just because it's kind of WYSIWYG and easy for people to drag and drop stuff around. I think WordPress and Squarespace are a little bit more template-oriented, so you have to kind of live with what the template can do, which is, to me, that's fine. I, I don't, I don't, that means I don't have to worry about what it looks like on a phone and on a computer and on a, a, on a, on a tablet that yeah. I can be pretty sure that's going to work. With Wix, it's a little bit different. You've got to be careful. I think with Wix, if last time I checked, they were a little bit more price competitive, but they they had options like you know you could uh, they build a really cheap website with them, but they had like the Wix logo and free. You can do free. Oh, is it free? Actually, yeah, I think yeah. So. yeah. so, so Wix is one, and also I'll just mention Banzoogle. If you are a artist only, a band, uh, and you want a lot of tools for artists, uh, I have a lot of artists that use Banzoogle and really like it. But uh, I think the the bigger ones are Squarespace and WordPress uh, as far as template-driven things. And for those of us who don't want to spend a lot of time and just need to be able to plug and play the bio information and plug in the, uh, the portfolio. Portfolio is a big one. You've got to make sure it does the portfolio you need. But although places like Bandcamp and uh, SoundCloud offer great code that you can easily cut and paste right out and throw it into WordPress or Squarespace and, and yep. use portfolio, put your portfolio yep. on there. So. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, that's about all I had on why your music website matters. And I hope that helps you um, in, in, this is a big deal. I mean, uh, I, we may have talked about websites before. I think we've, we've touched on it in, in other videos as far as tangentially relating to other things. But I just thought it was important that everybody know how, if your goal is to make any kind of income as a service provider, as a composer, as an artist, um, as a business of some kind, you've got to have a website for the legitimacy and to offer all your services. Yeah, for sure. Go check out uh, either stephenbedall.com if you want some ideas, or is there an ericopeland.com? ericopelandmusic.com is where it's like my personal site. Right. Um, I use. I don't care so much about that one being uh, very business oriented. I, it's just the front page is just a works page. Oh, just like Dan's kind of page. It was just a bunch of, of works, different kinds of, of right. links. But uh, makemusicincome.com you can check out. Uh, that's how I kind of decided to run that. There are a million. You can go to creative.com, which is C-R-E-8-I-V.com, and see all my businesses there. Uh, another site that could use some updating because all it does is send to other sites. So who knows to, how those to, 10 sites are looking these days. So just to think back and what, when, when did you register the, uh, the domain for that? 90, I believe just to think, just to think all of the domains you could have bought back then, it would, would have been worth a fortune now. <laughs> I did buy some back then, but, uh, yeah, I, it, a lot of people jumped on that when in the, in the late nineties, they're just like, let's buy all the domains we can. And then eventually down the road, they would be sold. And I tried to get ericcopeland.com, but somebody down here in Florida, a politician had bought that in the late, in the nineties before I bought it. Actually. Yeah. I, I, I actually remember seeing it available and I didn't buy it and somebody else bought it. And I tried for years, even after he was out of politics to get him to sell it to me, he wouldn't because he was so afraid somebody was gonna besmirch his name. So- Oh yeah, um, <laughs> there's yeah. plenty of Eric Copeland's out there. There's a ton. <laughs> so anyway, well, I hope this has helped folks. Again, yeah, that's one of the first, a guy came up to me the other day and he said, I'm getting ready to start a business. I'm like, have you checked out the URL? Do you have the domain name? And so 
absolutely uh-huh. check that out. So yeah, for sure. Good chat. All right. Thanks everybody. Good to, good to talk to you. I hope this has helped you today and we'll see you next week. Yeah. See you guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.